When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have a great guest today. His name is Greg, short for Gregorio. Ulioni, and he is not only a customer experience expert who's written a book, CX4, he is also a true practitioner in that he is currently working with a medical center and he is helping to design their customer experience. This guy knows what he's talking about and he's a very entertaining guy. Great accent, love the accent, and you're going to love his wit and wisdom. So before we dive into the show, couple of quick announcements, and you probably know what they are if you've been listening to the show for any time at all. If you've got an amazing story you want to share, a question you want to ask, just reach out to me on any of the social media channels and use the hashtag AskShep, hashtag AskShep. I'll answer the questions there. I'll answer them on this show and my newsletter or on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. And episodes can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, and you can go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv. So let's move into our interview today. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Shep, for this invitation. It's really a great pleasure to be here. I hope that we will enjoy this discussion, and in particular, your audience will enjoy this discussion. Well, I got news for you. They will love the discussion, and I will love it even more because uh, I love, you know, you're coming to us all the way from Switzerland, uh, and I love the fact that you've combined your two passions, which is soccer or football, as you call it over there. We over here in the U.S. I don't know why we call it soccer, but we do. Uh, <laughs> I think because we have American football. And by the way, another name for American football is elephant ball because the game moves so slow, except for about two and a half minutes out of three hours. Then it's really exciting. But <laughs> It's worth it. Watch it anyway. You were a professional football player and you were a goaltender uh, and hence CX Goalkeeper is the name of your organization. And also what I love is that you are heading up the transformation at a major hospital over in Switzerland. So you are not only an expert at what you do, but you're truly a practitioner of what you do as well. You do it day in and day out. You live it. So I just want to start off by asking the question, the link between soccer and customer experience. Thank you very much. Um, I think, and I can start explaining that. Um, we are in the business experience. Let's think about a ticket for a match. In Europe, costs roughly 90 euros, $90 for 90 minutes. And if we calculate the money value of time, how much value we have for each minute, we are speaking about roughly one euro or one dollar for each minute. And I think this is a lot of money. If we compare that with the movies, we are speaking roughly about 10 cents for each minute. If you are comparing that with theater, it's 20 cents for each minute. If we compare that to this new experience like escape rooms, we are speaking about 40 to 50 cents for each minute. And therefore, we are clearly 
in the business of experiences. Yeah. And I would say not only that, I've never equated the cost of something to the amount of time somebody enjoys the product. In your case, a 90-minute soccer or football match is the equivalent of about a dollar a minute or so. And we need to make sure that each and every minute we are extracting value out of that. Now, I realize trying to do it by the minute may be a little more difficult, but let's do it in blocks. How about you know every 10 minutes? You say, oh, wow, this was worth coming here just for that. There's got to be something in there that gets customers to want to come back and do business with you again. And I think that's what you're saying is we need to look at it. So interesting way of looking at it. Let's, uh, before we move on, I want to think about other ways that we charge. How about an airline uh, that wants to charge me, let's just say $500 for a two-hour flight. And really what all we want is for them to get us there safely and on time. Do we really need to worry about anything else? No, I, I think what, what you're saying, it totally makes sense. I will often use this money value of time. This is a, a concept out of the, the experience economy book, mm-hmm. uh, the, the latest version, because a lot of people are saying, yes, but you, you don't need to compare uh, soccer or football with experiences business. But at the end, it's, it's really, it's an experience. If you want to go to the stadium or you want to travel, as you said, with, the, with an airplane, to, the, to, to your vacation or to your business meeting, it's an experience in the experience. And this is the same that we are discussing in, in soccer or football. Right. Well, Joe Pine and Jim Gilmore, the authors of The Experience Economy, which, by the way, is my number one all-time favorite customer service and experience book. Um, if you, Jim, Jim has something he calls a walkabout. Walkabout. I, I guess it's one word, two words. I'm not sure. But you pay to go for a walk with Jim. Or you pay to go to a baseball game or a football game or a soccer match with Jim. And what happens is instead of him just looking around at things, he looks around and he talks about everything he's thinking as he's looking at the sign, the entrance, the fans, the lines, the, you know, what are the, the, the halftime show? What are we doing to make sure that we're extracting the most experience out of it? So um, really an interesting concept. Um, what now I know this is something you said the fans also have a role in the game. What are the roles for the fans? I think the fans are the customer. And let's think quickly about fans. They are emotionally invested. They spend money for merchandise and they spread positive word of mouth. Let's think about your preferred team lost the match, but you are trying to spread positive word of mouth. You find excuses to to say they are good, but the referee was not good or the other team played uh, in a different way. And think about that. Are there any companies that have fans like uh, as customers? Few, but I think we can learn really a lot from, from soccer, also from this point of view. Do you believe that the fans have any responsibility in the experience? Are they truly just 100% the recipient of the experience? No, I think they are part of part of the experience. Um, let's quickly deep dive on that. I think this this is one extremely important uh, part of the experience of the game. Um, during COVID, the stadium were empty, and for soccer players, it was extremely difficult to play and to try to win the match because fans are there to motivate players, saying, "Yes, go, let's do that." Uh- they or give you no doubt. Also, they give you a great energy. Or giving you negative feedback. 
boo, no, no, no. And therefore, this will also help the team learn and understand from the game how to tackle the game, how to win the game. This is one side of the feedback. Thinking about the feedback of the customer, unfiltered direct feedback. Think about giving unfiltered direct feedback real time to customer service employees, what they could do with that. How could they they empower you're making me think that this could be a great uh, blog article that the, the, in a sporting event, the team gets immediate feedback. In business, we have to wait till afterward to send a survey to make sure that they were happy. Now, by the way, uh, I know plenty of the sports teams send out surveys as well, but how many times does the customer walk away uh, and you just think they were happy because they never said a word because you know what? It's not cool to say boo to somebody who's on the other side of the cash register, uh, you know, uh, counter or even, you know, on the phone. But, you know, we say it to all of our friends when we finish the interaction, you know, so, but in sports, it's like part of the thing you don't like. I mean, I, it's one thing to boo or you can, you, you express the disappointment. I would never be so bold as to yell at a player and, you know, really say terrible things. That's just not me, but no doubt. We see the referee make a bad call. It's just part of the game. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, let's talk about what customer service uh, teams can learn from soccer teams. Thank you. If you allow myself, I start with um, a business issue, a business challenge. And think about uh, a customer trying to contact um, a company. They can use the phone, they can write an email, they can uh, they can try to contact through social media the company. And these are steered by different teams. The phone is the customer service team, the social media team is in, in another department, for example, in the marketing department. And therefore you get different answers because the customer service team is often measured how quick they answer, how long is the answer and this stuff. But the social media team in the marketing, they are measured, for example, on uh, acquisition, on upselling, cross-selling. And therefore, they are trying to sell you something additional. And this is a mismatch that customers are feeling because they are contacting one company. But depending from the channel that they are contacting the, the, the company, they get different service. And now let's think from a soccer point of view. The defenders, the midfield players and the strikers, they all have a common goal. They want to win the match. And based on on these common goals, they will do everything together to achieve this common goal. If they would have different targets, let's say, for example, the midfield player have the target to run as much as as the, the most number of miles or kilometers. They could run around the, for 90 minutes. They run a lot, but they don't achieve the common goal of the team winning the match. And therefore, there it's extremely important to give one common goal, a successful customer outcome to the team so that you get them service in a proper way. I allow myself to use your words. If we want to offer amazing experiences, then this is extremely important to do that. And now that the team has a common goal, they can start work together to achieve this target. And the difference between uh, contact, um, customer service representatives and uh, teammates in a soccer game it's the teammates in the soccer game they can use improvisation they can try they get feedback from the game they see we cannot score the goal from the left 
let's try to go on the right or let's go try to do something different. And they don't need to ask for permission. They are not going to the coach and asking me, uh, dear coach, do you allow my, me to go on the right because you told me to go on the, on the left? If, uh, if a player would do that, then the other team has already scored one or two goals. But in customer service, if you want to do something different, you need to ask for permission. Employees are not enough empowered. In soccer, employees, the teammates are selected for this game, are the best one on the pitch. They want to win and they are empowered to achieve this uh, um, common goal. Right. Still, everybody knows their roles. And, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I played soccer as a kid. I played a little bit in high school. Haven't really played since. I think my knees can't handle it. But I do play ice hockey and I see the same thing. Defense has their job. They're defenders, Okay. The offense, and there's two two defensemen on a team, and there's three forwards on the team. However, when we all move into the offensive zone and we're trying to score against the other team, it's okay for the defenseman to move forward toward the net as long as the other player who they work with and as their teammate sees this and, and they call it cycling, where we change places and we cycle back and forth between the two positions. And as long as we understand what our roles are, it's great. We don't have to ask permission. Our coach taught us to do this before we got onto the ice and said, this is what you do. Uh, so it, the, the defenseman doesn't say, is it okay for me to grab the puck? And if I have an open shot, move forward and, and you know get closer to the net before I shoot? The answer is absolutely yes, because the rest of the team knows what to do. And I think in customer service, in where it is a team sport, where there's different experts, perhaps there's different tiers of service. If we need to elevate it, if we need to talk to a manager, not so much to get permission, but to get help to give the right answer. Uh, I love that. We have a, a thing we believe in here, and we and I've written about it in, in a couple of my books, one to say yes and two to say no. So if we have to say no, we then go seek the advice of our manager, supervisor, boss. But if we think we can say yes, and there's criteria such as the company shouldn't lose money, it shouldn't be illegal, it shouldn't set precedent that would be a problem for the fee. There's different, different reasons that you would say no. And by the way, if you have to say no, then you go and say, okay, tell me how to say no properly. But if uh, you say yes to something that you haven't done before, you get to go back afterward, not before, afterward and say to your manager, who in a sense is your coach, hey, I did this. What do you think? And the manager is going to say, that was great. Let's figure out how to make everybody learn about this play, learn about this solution. Or you know what? I would have done it a different way. The next time, do it this way. And do you mind if I share what we did here with the rest of the team? Oh, that would be great. So it really becomes a great team learning opportunity when we when we do need to get that permission, if you will. But do it in the form of coaching, not necessarily breaking the flow and say, you know, I can't say yes before I talk to my manager. That's going to make a, an employee feel very unempowered and, and uncomfortable. Let's take a quick break. I've been rambling on for a little bit. And when I come back, Here's the question I want, when I'm going to pose it a little teaser. We're going to talk about winning a championship in football, the world cup or soccer, the world cup and winning the championship of customer experience. We are talking to Greg Ulioni. Do not go away. We're coming right back. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book. I'll be back. How to get customers to come back again and again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. 
In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll-be-back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Greg Ulioni, former goalkeeper for a professional soccer or football team, depending on what part of the world you're in. And also, by the way, not only uh, a guy that's doing it day in and day out, working for this organization and rebuilding their customer experience, but he is also, and this is great, an author, and he has written a book, CX4, Customer Experience 4. It's a number of great uh, customer experience experts. Some of my friends are part of that book that have each written a chapter. And you could probably pick that book up just about anywhere like Amazon. <laughs> and it's in his hand right now. I can see it, but you can't uh, because Greg, I'd love for the, you know what? Once in a while we show a portion of this, maybe we'll grab that picture. Uh, and that's a great, great image. Well, let's talk a little bit about winning the world cup, not just winning the world cup in football, but winning the world cup in customer experience. What does that look like to you? Uh, I think this is a great question. And based on what you said earlier, uh, I, I would like to mention something. If you want to win one game or the championship, you need to score goals. And the best goals that you score are the ones that are amazing. And these are not prescripted. It's not the coach telling you, you need to, 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 to go on the left then on the right, and then you score. But it's off script. The team together create an amazing experience for the fans, go off script and score a great goal. And this is the, these are the goals that we will remember for a long, long time. Speaking about, for example, the football, uh, football World Cup or soccer World Cup that it's upcoming in the next few months, the best goal will be off script because the teams want to achieve something, the successful customer out outcome in soccer um, words, score a goal. And I think this, this totally makes sense. So what, but I want to, I, I think it's important to recognize that the actual goal may be off script. And the reason is, is because you've got the other team trying to prevent you from running your script, right? And the script is in the form of a play that you practice again and again and again. I believe that if you run the plays by the script, they put you in a position that allows you to go off script and win. So you still need that discipline behind you. Are, are you, you and for the people who are listening, uh, Greg is shaking his head. Yes. Okay. So I, I guess that's a good thing. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I think uh, I see and I feel that you are also passionate for business and for sports. And therefore, this is really a great discussion because you are adding some ideas to, to elaborate and to explain what, what we can learn from, from soccer. Therefore, it's, it's, it's really great. Yeah. And, 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 and back... here, here's a comment that you have here. A soccer team prepares every match thoroughly in the study. They study the competitors. They train for specific tactics. They know and are prepared for every situation. However, all that preparation does is allow them to be in position when it's time to kick that ball in the net. And you're trying as part of your play, you're trying to force the other team to go out of position. In business, when it comes to customer service, I believe 
that all of the training that we have, and to, and to correct me if I'm wrong, and or, or give me your opinion on it, it doesn't, doesn't mean we're either right or wrong, but it, you may have a version of this. You know, we are trained and we're given these scenarios and we practice and we learn them. And then one day the customer calls and maybe it is the same scenario, but they say it differently. They are the ones going off script, but we have to be flexible enough to be able to uh, accommodate them and smart enough to recognize the opportunities that lie in front of us. And when we kick that ball and we make that goal, it's because it was it was everything that we've been working toward. I think what you're saying, it, it totally makes sense. And this is exactly the way. What I would like to share now, it's you can score goals, but now it's important to win the championship and not only one match here, one match there. And if you want to, to win the, the, the championship, then you need to think differently. You, 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 may, you did the example about um, customers. Let's do an internal example. Business, a business challenge that we, we often see. Uh, example, um, the company wants to launch a new product and then the project team forgot uh, to update the knowledge management. Customer service representatives are not informed. Or the IT department um, forgot to update, upgrade one system during outside of business hours. And now they're upgrading or asking to upgrade that over lunch quickly. And think about a poor customer service representative using seven to 10 different systems that need to stop using them, service customer without having the system. I think this is everything. These are the, the challenges that we are facing. And this is because we are not really prepared, as you mentioned, really prepared for the match, to win the match and to be there to win the championship. And therefore, what I'm say, saying next to the well-known uh, customer experience strategy, defining the to-be experience that you want to offer, how you measure that, your uh, segments, your uh, personas, your target customers, and all these important things. What we also need is a customer service architecture. There you can see all the system that you're using, how it's working, all the business capabilities that you need to service the customer, the CRM, there's knowledge management, work, work, workforce management, and all this interesting stuff. And with this customer service architecture, you identify strengths and weaknesses. You can start being proactive, upgrading your system on time, ensuring to have the right functional landscape, still continuous development. And I think only with a strategy and a customer service architecture, you can start, start really winning championship because there you are prepared. You are proactive, you are there to win customer calls in, you have your system working well, you can do that and you can improve that. Right. You know, it's obvious to me and, and I know a number of professional athletes, they're all very disciplined. They all, as you say, you use the word system again and again, they work the system that they're taught. And you know what? Sometimes they learn more than one or two or three systems because different teams in, in the world of customer experience, different scenarios uh, lend themselves to adapting and changing the system, at least on a short-term basis. I think we all need to show that flexibility. We all need to be prepared. I know we're starting to get close to the end of the show. I, I, I'm not quite ready to ask you the final question. I want to get back to feedback because at the beginning of our conversation, we talked a little bit about the feedback from the fans. And uh, I, I want to I elaborate on that a little bit. Feedback in business is so important. It's great to know if our fans, our customers are happy. They can't necessarily give us real-time feedback like we can in the middle of a, a football stadium or soccer stadium, but we do have the ability to get information. Can you talk to us a little bit about feedback and the importance of that? Sure. I think you spoke about the feedback from the customer. 
And if you are playing a game, you have at least two additional sources of feedback. The first one is from the employees. It means your teammates. They are there. They are seeing how the game is going, how the competitors are working, and they will help. And teammates are really there to help each other, giving feedback, positive and negative. You did that well or do it in a different way. And this helps to grow and help the team to continue. And the second thing, it's really the feedback from the game, perhaps in a more business ter in more business terms from the processes, it's really to get the feedback. If uh, the team is trying to score going to the left or going to the middle and it's not working, they stop doing that and they go to the right because the competitors are, are not so strong there. And if they try to go on this weakness to, to win the game. And I think also this feedback from the game, seeing what the competitors are doing, where the ball is, this will help. And if you combine the feedback from the customer, the feedback from the employees, and the feedback from the game itself, from the processes, you are really set up to win because then you know what is happening and you know what is the next best thing to do. Right. Those are three very important feedback from employees, feedback from customers, and that game itself. When you're in the moment and that means you're working the process you're able to uh you're able to get feedback as as a customer service rep a salesperson anybody talking directly to the customer you can sense are they happy sad you know elated frustrated whatever well let's ask the final question we are down to the one thing question is there one last nugget of information that you'd like to share with us as a professional soccer player and professional customer experience practitioner what would that one last nugget of information be for our fans who are listening today? Sure. Thank you very much. Uh, I often use this sentence. Uh, it's B2B, it's B2C. No, it's human to human. We are in a human to human environment. We often speak about processes. We often speak about technology. But the real most important thing is empathy. It's really understanding human beings because we are all humans. We are all professionals. We are all customer, we are all employees. And I think this is the key, not to forget that. And in this case, I really want to say thank you, Shep, because you are one great example of what you, thanks to what you are doing, you are spreading the word of mouth. You are explaining to all the world how to create amazing experiences. And at the end, also, if you look at, 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 at the inside of, of what you're saying, it's always about the human beings creating emotion, moving emotions and creating moments for other other people. Oh my and God. Concluding, concluding, it's exactly from a game, you will not remember the 90 minutes, but you will remember some moments. And these are the moments of truth. Yep. The memories, the memories, no doubt the, that experience is made of memories, hopefully good memories. And by the way, thank you so much for those kind words. I'm going to make sure that the next time I have dinner with my wife and kids, I will play that part of the recording for them to hear again and again. And then I'm going to stare them down and say, now, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's very, very nice. But to your H to H or human to human point, even for the companies that are trying to go digital with the different channels and the customer experiences that they're trying to create, there always is the balance between if it doesn't work out, we need to shift them quickly over to the human to human experience. But remember, every one of these channels 
let's just use something as simple as a website. A website is was made by humans to be used by humans. It's just a little technology in between the human that created it and the human that's using it. So your point is well taken. Everything you said today, I love it. Spot on. You know, I'm a huge fan of uh, sports. I'm now a huge fan of yours. Thank you very much, Greg, for being on the show. It was a great pleasure. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another interview. So until then, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>